0: hey everyone thanks so much for joining me on the slice of healthcare podcast i'm your host jared taylor joining me today is dr omar manajwala the chief medical officer at dario health how are you today
1: hey jared how are you
0: i'm excited to uh, to have you on i'm doing well uh well caffeinated, I'm I'm ready. Let's you know let's I'm do excited
1: it. to be on. I've I've been catching the podcast. I, I I don't know if the guests often do, but I've been listening to some of the episodes and uh, really enjoying it. I like the angle that you're taking. It's awesome. So
0: thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, it's a lot of fun. I get to to speak with people like yourself, which is always exciting. And uh, you're you're a unique guest too. In that I actually got to see you speak recently uh, at the uh, DTX East conference uh, in Boston. A and conference. then we're having you on. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome to do that. And uh, that was a great conference. And I think now with conferences coming back, there's more opportunities for that. So
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I know, we'll, uh, we'll be running into each other at some of these other events coming up, which will be Thank fun. You. But um, let's, uh, let's dive right into it. So okay. it's your first time on the podcast. So if you yeah. could give the audience a little bit about your background, that'd be much appreciated.
1: So I'm a psychiatrist by background. I practiced for many years in a variety of settings, got interested in behavior, behavior change, chronic conditions, wrote a book on cravings, um, joined a startup, which was deploying behavioral health solutions. We took that public and grew it um, to enterprise level. And about two and a half years ago, I became really interested in how can we use the tools in our pocket, like phones and things like that, in order to help people with chronic conditions, to help people do things that are really, really hard, like, um, you know, form habits and do the stuff that's necessary to get healthy. And so I joined up with Dario Health, which at that time was a direct-to-consumer diabetes solution primarily. Um, And I was very attracted to the idea of um, companies that were in the retail or direct-to-consumer space, because healthcare is really hard to navigate. Everybody knows that. It's very clunky. It's not built for the users of the services. And so when something is, that was very attractive to me. So that's how I ended up here.
0: Thank you for that uh, that breakdown. Um, for those, I don't think there's many at this point, but for those that don't know about Dario Health, can you also give us a quick overview of, uh, of the company?
1: Sure. Yeah. Dario Health is changing the healthcare experience by putting people at the center of simple, continuous, connected, care for health. And so Dario began in the direct-to-consumer space. We're still in the direct-to-consumer space, uh, initially deploying diabetes solutions with a connected glucometer and coaching uh, application and technology, and added a variety of conditions along the way, high blood pressure, pre-diabetes, behavioral health, musculoskeletal conditions like chronic pain, and ultimately began deploying these solutions to what we call B to B to C customers. So like employers and health plans. And so along the way have really deployed an integrated multi-condition solution for chronic conditions. And that's really important because people, people, have, people have one condition, they tend to have more than one. Behavioral health overlaps a lot. Half the people with diabetes have high blood pressure. So having to go use multiple solutions for, for these conditions doesn't make sense. Um, it's awkward. It's cumbersome. So Dario's approach was, let's take what we can learn about what people love about using their phone and using apps and technology, and let's see if we can do that to support helping folks really change the behaviors and form the habits they need to to get healthy, which is of great value, as you know, and as your listeners know, to employers and to health plans and to people, um, and helping sort of reduce the overall cost of care, improve the clinical outcomes Along the way, we've published a ton of studies, um, and really shown some robust clinical and financial outcomes with our, with our approaches.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you for the, for the overview. And you, you had a, a big partnership that, uh, that you helped put together with, um, as you and I were chatting before, I'm probably going to say it the European way, uh, with, uh, Sanofi or Sanofi, however you want to say it. Sanofi Um, or Sanofi. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that was part of when you were at the DTX uh, East Conference in Boston. You were speaking with uh, probably going to mess up this name too. Uh, Alexander is it Con- Condoleon? Condoleon. Yeah. Condoleon. Yeah. It's, it's always it's always what you think it is. Condoleon um, uh, over at uh, Sanofi, and you two yeah. had a great conversation. Really diving into. Um, I don't want to say for the, the first time, but uh, for probably a, a good chunk of the audience, it was the first time. Uh, where we're both of you were digging into what this partnership means. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, maybe for those that didn't attend the event, uh, what that partnership looks like and why you were so excited to, to put it together?
1: Sure. And, you know, that conversation was a lot of fun because we took a different than usual approach, which is a very frank, open dialogue for the benefit of the audience about, you know, um, What's been amazing about the partnership? What are the challenges? What can others learn about these kinds of partnerships? But to answer your question, you know, pharma has tried to play with digital health in various ways. And there have been a lot of failures, a lot of, I mean, the graveyards are just littered with um, examples of failed partnerships between digital and pharma. Most of the partnerships were along the lines of, okay, well, apps can be useful. Let's couple it with a pill and and push it through. Um, or, you know, let's get, you know, a, a, a digital therapeutic that can be prescribed and treat it like a pill uh, in that way. And so that's been the primary approach. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think that's the least interesting and narrowest case of what pharma and digital therapeutics can do together. So we haven't really... We haven't uh, opened the aperture wide enough to see what's really possible. Think about what's great about pharma. Incredible research capability, commercialization capabilities. I mean, really innovative approaches and a structure designed to, you know, figure things out and deploy at scale the latest innovations. Then you think about digital health, which tends to be very small, um, agile, uh, can move very, very quickly. Um, And so you put these things together, there are some broader opportunities behind let's treat apps like a pill. And so that's the approach that um, Sanofi and Dario came together on. Sanofi evaluated a, a massive number. of di- they, they basically surveyed the entire digital therapeutics ecosystem um, with the question of who can who can help us accelerate the most in terms of entering this area and create novel partnership opportunities. And their choice was, was Dario. Similarly, we looked at a number of uh, pharmaceutical companies and we were interested in, um, who can look beyond this simple, you know, commercialize an app as 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 similar to a pill or run it through a pharmacy, um, or pair an app with with a medication? Which again, those are good things to do, but it could be so much more than that. And we saw that Sanofi clearly was looking bigger, looking at life between the moments of uh, provider visits, looking at day to day life of folks, and how can that be influenced and and supported. And uh, Sanofi's mission is chasing the miracles of science that make you know health possible or something like that. And we think that digital therapeutics is one such miracle. So there was so much alignment, philosophically, strategically, there was so much around this idea of looking bigger. So we came together um, and we figured it out. What, what we ended up deploying was a partnership that had three or four components, depending on how you look at it. The first was commercialization which is using Sanofi's team of relationships with health plans, et cetera, to deploy Dario across the ecosystem. And that's been interesting because that went to scale immediately, like a switch was flipped and we were at scale. There was no scaling up. um, And we're out there right now um, being presented to a large number of of plans and others in the space. The second area was evidence generation. This is a problem with digital therapeutics. You got a lot of I'm going to say kind of crappy evidence, small studies, really, really narrow, um, not very rigorous. Um, And so, but on the other hand, real world evidence capabilities for pharma are massive. I mean, they're unbelievable. And we're actually already running multiple trials with Sanofi right now um, with results expected very, very soon and um, prospective and retrospective. And it's pretty awesome. So um, so that's evidence generation. The third area of collaboration is around co-development. So can we put our teams together and actually build products, digital products together, which we're doing right now? Um, and we've had some early wins there. And, uh, and the fourth area is the potential um, for Santa Fe to invest in Dario. Um, and uh, that may be coming down the pipe too. So, so we've got a, a variety of ways that we came together, but it had to be much more than just, oh, apps are like pills. And, and that's, we think that that, we're, I mean, we're excited to lead in that area, we also think that that's going to serve as a model for other partnerships. So when we see other partnerships, I mean, we'll be we'll be happy about that because I think, um, you know, we can see ourselves as market leaders in that in that space.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a really interesting relationship. Um, the team over there too that you're working with, Alex, oh, yeah. and, you know, and his team is uh, super innovative. Some of the nicest people also. Like yes, it absolutely you know crazy, crazy thought. It's, it's great to work with nice people. Um, (laughs) um, but, uh, yeah, I was really excited when I heard about that, uh, partnership, you know, just like a a lot of others, uh, were. And then, um, hearing the two of you speak at that conference was, uh, by the way, you you know, you both did such a great job. It was a very casual conversation. That was nice. Um,
1: Very natural. Felt very natural.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a true fire, fireside, uh, chat. Only, Uh, only no fire,
1: right? Only no fire.
0: Yeah, we need to. uh, Someone needs to put their phone with the, you know, the the YouTube, uh, fire fireplace app. Um, But yeah, so it was great to learn more then, and and thank you for providing some additional details. Um, You know, I I think coming out of that conference, um, I was starting to get interested in digital therapeutics. Mm. Um, You know, to be honest, it was a new, uh, a new space for me. And then seeing how many companies were there, and all the innovation that's happening in the space, and the great conversations that happened, made me even more interested in it. What What do you see the the future of digital therapeutics uh, looking like?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a really interesting question. You know, what where is this thing going to go now? Um, you know, you have to be careful drawing conclusions outside of healthcare to healthcare. But when you look at retail disruption in general of any industry um and you look at the digital sort of evolution of of industries it ends up being that things get simpler they get more convenient they get more consumer focused more consumerized easier to use more useful more available um less expensive and that's what has happened now you know healthcare has had a challenge with that uh, but if anything is going to evolve it to that point it's going to be efficiency and simplicity something that's clearly been missing. And we saw a little bit of this with telehealth. I mean, telehealth is not digital health, but we saw during the pandemic, people were using telehealth because it was convenient and simple to do so. It wasn't really appreciably different than telehealth has been over the last 30 years. We were just doing more of it. With digital health, you know, we've got apps for everything now and and uh, and some and there's winners and losers and the market picks those based on, you know, what's easy to use and what's well connected with Network effects with digital therapeutics. I think what we're going to see is um, folks use their phones a lot, and um, and we're seeing more and more penetration of smartphone usage. We're seeing solutions to um, you know broadband deserts. We're seeing older adults using this stuff a lot more frequently, and though the, the folks often who have chronic health conditions, um, so you're seeing a lot of opportunities for people to use their phone to help with the things that are hard to do, like you know change your behaviors, lose weight, move more, take your medicines, measure your blood pressure, blood sugar, all the stuff that, you know, small actions that add up to big improvements in health and big reductions in cost. Um, so I think the future, and by the way, you see a couple of different paths diverging. You've got one path towards like, let's get an FDA approved, let's get it prescribed. And I think that's great. I'm not opposed to it, but I think at the end of the day, most of these function more like Tylenol and less like, you know, some severe antibiotic that needs a prescription. And and so, really, it's about making access easier, not putting barriers in. So that's the approach that Dara took. So I really think the future involves integration, consolidation. Um, it involves simplicity, a consumerized approach, multiple conditions in one place. Um, and, uh, and, and really approaches that, uh, a, a lot of evidence is going to be required because people don't trust it necessarily, you know, um, historically there's been some problems with, okay, does my HbA1c that's a measure in diabetes really come down? Does my blood pressure come down? Does my, uh, mood, will my chronic pain actually get better? All these things need to be very rigorously studied in, in trials with real world evidence, um, and so we're going to see much more evidence. We're gonna see the bar raising for that. Um, again, with a lot of point solutions, there's a lot of companies out there that are deploying, you know, just for sleep or just for COPD or just for this, that, or the other thing. And you're going to see a lot of that coming together in an integrated way, because if you're a health plan, if you're an employer, you don't want to be partnering with 40 different, there's a lot of loss in that. There's a lot of waste in that. And so you to see a lot more integration over time. You're going to see, um, a marriages between telehealth and digital health coming to be as well. You're going to see more marriages with with pharma. Um, you're probably going to see some structural changes in reimbursement as well, and you're going to see the acceptance of digital measures in quality outcomes and in other areas too. So there's been a lot of changes. We're probably going to see these over the next few years. We need to see them because um, you know, God knows what we're doing now is in in healthcare in general is not working. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Um, also, hearing the director of clinical innovation at uh, Point uh, oh, Thirty Two was yeah. a Jason Parent, I believe his name is. Um, yeah. And a, a lot of the questions at the conference were actually around how do these com- you know, how do the digital therapeutic companies work with the payers? Uh, what research do they need to show? Um, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, all the talks were super interesting. You know, you, again, yours is cl- included. Um, as we wrap up here. Yeah. Uh, what's next for, for Dario Health that you want to let the world know?
1: Yeah, so Dario's growing like crazy. Um, we're certainly expanding into health plans, into employers, um, growing in terms of the conditions we cover, growing in terms of our integration capabilities. Um, what's really next is you know, helping as many people as possible to manage their chronic conditions in a simple, unified, consumerized experience. Uh, that's evidence based, um, and and that really helps people with the things that matter to them. At Dario, we say what matters to people is generally far more important than what's uh, what's the matter with people. And so, really focusing on what's important to the folks who use our our solutions—that's been where we came from, where we're going next. And I think you're going to see a, a massive amount of growth from Dario.
0: I love it. I'm excited to uh, to continue to follow the uh, the path. Uh, hopefully have you and other members of the Dario health team uh, on again, we'll have to do something Absolutely. with maybe Sanofi. Um, and, uh, I'm going to do something I never do real quick just cause I realized I was wearing it. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this company, but shout out to pathology, uh, watch. Oh, wow. okay. Um, I didn't re I just realized this was the sweatshirt I was wearing today. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, uh, to, um, to Dan over there, but, um, He'll be, he'll be happy. I'm wearing what he uh, what he sent me to to wear. So that's great. All right. So
1: we're gonna have to send you like a Dario sweatshirt or something. Hey, so.
0: I'll <laughs> I'll wear it on on a, a lot of episodes if uh, if I have a Dario sweatshirt. Um, it's how All I right. can see like that. you're uh, I can picture your logo in my head. That was the first yeah. thing I I notice uh, about every company as I really look at the logo. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well. I want to thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. I'm glad we we're able to do this, and uh, you know look forward to to talking again soon.
1: Thanks, Jared.